Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Yinznat. I am your co-host, Ace King Andy, with the host, the most supreme Tony, the breaker of trees, the hater of comic sands and memes, and the maestro of wood. How you doing, Tony? I am doing wonderful. How are you, Ace King Andy? I am fan-fucking-tastic. That is not true. <laughs> the cake is a lie. Um, I'm, I'm doing okay, you know. Still ups and downs with life because life is just a bunch of ups and downs. Oh, sure. Just when you least expect it, you get that kick in the balls. Yes. Just a good line, turn the corner, and there it is. There's the junk punch. Considering um, so many people are having, uh, like 2022, like we all were hoping that this, this year was going to be fantastic. Because, I mean, 2019 was okay. 20 sucked. 21 sucked balls. This one is like, now we're getting to the taint. <laughs> 2022 is the taint. I uh, have more people that have had people who are, you know, sick. A, a person in one of the Pearl Jam groups who, who lived in, in, I think, England or over overseas in Europe somewhere. And uh, she passed unexpectedly suddenly and i we don't know what from or anything but i know that there's a lot of people in the pearl jam community that are mourning the loss and like even like another person like a couple weeks before in the community passed it just there's a lot of death going around and even today the death of mark langan i i don't know if i'm saying the, the name the last name right but he was the lead singer of the screaming trees and I know of their music. They weren't really all that important to me growing up because I was into like other 90s grunge and, and metal music. But uh, it's just sad that another person has passed this year. And it's just like, man, 2022 has just been shitty. And on top of that, today is 2 22 Anything to say about two, 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 two? It falls on a Tuesday. That, that's really it. You know, it's it's a numerical coincidence that. Okay, cool. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, two, 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 two is also nat or national or international Margarita Day. I did not know that, and now that's something we're celebrating. Yes. So bring out that. Big ass fucking margarita machine and have some fucking margaritas tonight near your pool. Is it warm enough to go in yet? It is. It's like mid 80s today. So mm. 86 ish, I think, is the high. And uh, yeah, it's finally, finally going to be fixed. Um, the dude is coming tomorrow afternoon ish, maybe some point during the, you know, those, those like maintenance windows to actually fix the skimmer so that I can fill the damn thing back up to its actual height rather than being like six inches too low. But I'm thrilled because, yeah, it, it means now pool season is open again. Love well, hearing that good. in February. Yeah, pool season's open. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. And so today is Taco Tuesday. So I had tacos for lunch up at the ta 202 Hometown Tacos. At uh, in Bellevue, and I got a couple margaritas because they were five bucks, and I they are chilling in my freezer right now, and I'm going to have them this evening when the Penguins play because they play tonight, right? 
maybe. I don't know. I know that the Panthers are playing, so I'm going to be watching that one tonight. Oh, no. We play Thursday at the Devils? I don't know. Maybe oh. I. Maybe we don't play. I don't know. Well, there you go. Now, now you're freed up to watch the Panthers play. Yeah, I'll watch the Panthers play. Another thing that's kind of exciting is I decided that I'm going to actually finish video games this year because I've got a ton of fucking video games. Like, you know, I'm a collector and I don't play them as much as I should. So I started playing a little bit more and it's helped with, you know, being stir crazy with the weather, not cooperating to go play disc golf, even though I did go out and play a bunch in the last like week, I decided I'm going to start, you know, trying to get through some of my catalogs. So this year I've gotten through, it was either late last year or early this year, I went through guardians of the galaxy. So I was really excited about that. Um, I also went through halo infinite, which was a good game. I'm at the boss for the new Metroid dread. I haven't finished it yet. I'm, I just, I played the boss a couple of times and it's just like, I got like, man, I really don't want to fucking do this right now. And then I just haven't went back and visited it. And I also beat Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order um, the other day. So I put back in Red Dead Redemption 2 and I haven't played that. It, well, <laughs> looking at my last save, it was, I think, in October of 2018 was the last time I picked it up. So, you know, you could see that, I mean, I, I have games that I got like two or three years ago at, for Black Friday. They were really cheap and I still haven't played them yet. So it's like I need to get through some of this catalog. So it was nice to get back into it and start beating some games. Yeah, you had like that crazy backlog forever. I mean, I remember seeing those games up on your uh, shelf above the TV mm-hmm. and you're like, yeah, yeah, I haven't played half of those games. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I, I, I get it having that kind of collector thing of just, I've got it. I have these games. I've got a backlog while I don't have the cartridges because meh, whatever the, I, I deal with uh, steam backlog. So digital downloads, those things can be cheap. $2 for a game. Yeah, sure. I might play this eventually in the future at some point when the sun explodes and then it sits in my backlog forever and I might load it up, but having it is the whole purpose. At least you're at least you're knocking them out, getting through the games, challenging yourself as like a New Year's resolution. Let's go ahead and play all these games and beat them. Finally, I can't even say that I play games that are like open ended, open world, never ending, no final boss. You just eventually get bored of it and move on to something else. Well, I mean, I don't like digital games all that much because I like having something physical to hold and look at. And you can't really look at digital files all that much on your xbox i prefer to have a physical copy although like the idea of having something digital and you don't have to get up and get your game and then put it in and then oh yeah you need switch discs oh that sucks you know that part sucks but i like having the physical copy and especially because like if i ever want to sell it or in 30 years when you're looking at back at your stuff if we're still alive or, you know, our family is pawing after like our shit, you know, and they're all fighting over it. It's like, what? So they're going to fight over your email address so they can log into your account or do they, do do they just want the physical copy? Ah, jokes on them. They get fucking nothing because it's all digital. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you want my email address? Fuck you. 
So yeah, you're, you're not that. ready for that amount of porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. It's like when that happens, like everyone's going to have to go through your shit. And it's like, really at this point in time in life, we all should be, we should all should have like our own little chest or something. That's like this shit do not open. Just throw the fuck away. <laughs> do yourself a favor. You do not want to see this shit. Yeah. If you find this and I am not here, do not open, just throw it out. Trust me. Your memories are precious. Just get rid of it. Yeah. I mean, cause no one wants to see that. I, I need to find a box. I need to, the thing is I need like a room. I don't need a box. I, I do have a little, a little room in the basement. I should just put everything in there and then be like, if anything happens, burn this room, right, <laughs> pull yeah. this switch. Everything, will, everything will ignite. It, install a sprinkler system for that room only. And then mm. have a complicated dead man switch kind of thing where you hit a button and it just basically ignites an inferno inside that room, burns everything to ash. And then, you know, two minutes later, the sprinkler system comes on and just wets everything. You know what? I think we have a new business opportunity, kind of like life alert, you know, mm -hmm. but to destroy your porn stash or your other unmentionables you know, that you don't want your family to see. So whenever your heartbeat goes and it doesn't detect you alive anymore, it automatically and like the fail safe goes and, and it just deletes the shit that you want deleted. So I think, I think that's, that's not a bad idea. We should maybe market that. We should look into that. Purge it all. Just done that. Yeah. Okay. Notes hmm. for the future. Yes. So uh, getting back into music, there was an album or an EP that was released last Friday. Uh, did you get a chance to listen to it yet? I did. They had released everything on YouTube as a playlist. So it was nice and easy to go to the first one of three, their very original album name. Uh, I'm not ripping them for it because it's really, really good to name things in that chronological order <laughs> because otherwise, who the hell knows when these things came out? Mm -hmm. I, uh, that's a different tirade about Amazon not chronologically ordering albums. They do it alphabetically and you can't order things chronologically. So you just have to know, well, this particular band has EP1, EP2, and EP3. Mm -hmm. Very easy to put those in order. And they did. They had those all out on YouTube Friday afternoon, I think. So hit the button, let the playlist run, listen to the whole thing a couple of times. They actually did a Twitch stream. I think it was the Wednesday before, either Wednesday or Thursday before. And uh, I logged into to Twitch because I, I never really log into that. And I, I watched it and it was them going like listening to the songs and then kind of talking about it a little bit. And they did mention the EPs. It's like and Nick said, this is probably the last numbered uh, EP because like, how, how far do we really want to take this? <laughs> 72. Yeah. Well, he basically logs on to Twitch daily, like a job, and just writes songs. Like I sat there the one afternoon and he jumped on and he's like writing a song and he's like, there's this riff and then he's doing that. And then he's like trying all these different things. And there's one part of this one was really just pissing him off. It didn't sound right to him. And he's like, fucking, I, I don't know what to fucking do here. And then he's just like, fuck it. The song's over. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, it, it is interesting. And, and considering I've gotten into playing music more, 
you know, I'm really kind of into that whole recording scenario and crafting songs. So I have a lot of ideas that I'm trying to like, kind of like get through and like seeing how he does it and everything has kind of inspired me to do some things. So I've been working on shit like that too. Well, there you go. Internet as actual inspiration rather than just a doom scroll into misery. Yes. And I will do uh, a new uh, intro shortly. I was all excited and was getting into shit, but then it was like the one issue that I've had in creating anything musically is I come up with stuff and it's hard for me to finish it because like I want it to go in different places, but I don't make it happen. And so I get this creative block. It's like, I'll come up with a great idea and it's just like, I can't finish that. (laughs) So I'm hoping to uh, be able to get some of the stuff done that I want to get done. So, but also I need to get better too. So there's that. But speaking of guitars, I did get a new locking um, the, the tuners on the fender that I have. Antonio had an extra set of uh, locking tuners. Uh, the upgrade for the Fender. So I purchased them off of him and I installed them. And I was a little bit nervous about taking apart this guitar, even though it's just like you know, the tuners, or whatever, it just doesn't seem like it's that difficult, but it's also like, this is this beautiful piece of wood and this instrument. And it's just like, I don't want to fuck this up, but also I'm impatient as fuck. So it didn't take long for me to like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. And I did it. And it was, really easy you know i'm glad i did it and it definitely helps keep it in tune it's actually helped with being a little bit more satisfied playing because it's just like you play for longer and it's like not going out of tune Mm. so it's like that's a great thing oh you you would absolutely be appalled at the state of my ibanez if you were worried about defacing the fender that you have my ibanez has been in about four pieces for the last decade yeah but you bought one i don't remember how many years ago because i bought one at the same time i bought my esp ltd mm-hmm. oh, what yeah, did you yeah, buy i don't even know it's it's a black guitar that's what i know <laughs> it's it's hanging on the wall i don't know what brand it is it's basically a stratocaster knockoff but i yeah. haven't a clue what the brand on it is it was cheap and i thought i want to get back into guitar and uh that lasted a little bit and then didn't. But it, when I was big into it, I had the original Sunburst Lion and then I had the Ibanez because I upgraded and I thought I'd be able to do maintenance on my Ibanez. And uh, uh, let's, let's just say I was a little unqualified to handle that. So mm-hmm. I have the neck that is separated from the body, which is separated from the humbucker pickups which is separated from the actual plug jack. And I'm sure that soldering is needed at some point. And it's probably going to cost more to put that thing together than it is actually worth. So it is sitting in this hard case coffin in my garage because fuck if I'm going to fix it. Okay. So what you need to do is get a shadow box at Michael's. I mean, for that size, you could probably get one for like 60, 80 bucks. And then you just, have them mount it in there for you in pieces and then yeah, you just put like it on the wall an exploded <laughs> art piece yeah yeah <laughs> you know make this make this art you know and and there you go because if you never intend on playing it or at least put try, attempting to put it back together then you should at least do something with it 
It is. It's it's holding up shelving in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you want to play it just a little bit? Don't you just miss it? No, no. Mike ruined that for me. Because of why? Uh, ju- just the reactions that hey i thought i was actually doing pretty good on a couple of these things i show up and he's like i don't know what the fuck that is but okay so i mean to be to be fair i mean it's we were never on a level like he was sure and that's to be expected because we didn't practice nearly as much but it was simply that reaction that discouraged me completely where it was like hey i think i've got this and let me show you and instead of being like, oh, well, no, that's not how this works. Here, let me show you. It was the dismissive asshole-ish mic that we all know of, I don't know what the fuck that was, but okay. And then go off to do something else. So at that point, every last shred of my desire to play guitar or be involved in music at all went to exactly zero. That sucks because I would like to re-record Green. I'm actually in the process of it. And I kind of need you for the fucking solo. Yeah, so I don't know how that goes. <laughs> oh, well, I, I will send you the file and you can. Well, I mean, you should have it because it was the um, theme song for the Yins yeah. and Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it has been double digit years since I actually probably played that. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I don't have the ear chops or the chops. Sure. Thanks. <laughs> or the chops. Um, I was, I was going to go with the ear to figure out how I actually played that, what key it was in, who knows? Okay. Well, I, I'm just saying, I'd like to have you guest star on it somewhere. I will pluck a string and take uh, collaborator credit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe you can do some backing vocals. Oh, absolutely. That'd be wonderful without the use of auto tune. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because, you know, Everything needs to be natural. So anyway, getting back to Head Cave, what did you think of the album, the EP? I mostly liked it. Mm-hmm. It was one of the, it wasn't, it wasn't a perfect album. It was one mm-hmm. of those albums, I think we had spoken about this a, a couple of times in previous podcasts of, let's just say there are vastly more songs that I listened to than songs that I skipped on sequential listens. There are a couple of songs on there that I was not a fan of, they were few and far between. For the most part, I really liked it. So I, I guess I guess this would be a COVID anti-curse because overall, I kind of I like the album. Yeah, out of the one, two, and three EPs, it's probably my least favorite out of the three, but it's not like there's bad music on there at all because it's all good. I like it all. It's just the stuff on one and two really spoke to me more so than than three but three is still really good so far i mean i've listened to it maybe like two or three times and i've heard what two of the songs prior because they released them but so far it's it's still good and so now they you have what 16 or 18 songs by them that you can listen to so everyone should go out and listen to head cave it's good stuff yeah and the videos are cool too some of the videos are good however I will caution against a couple of them. They do call this out specifically on the videos. Like there are bright flashing lights in some of the videos. So if that bothers you, then skip this one or, you know, minimize it and listen to it or whatever. Don't watch these in a dark room because if you don't have epilepsy, you will. (laughs) 
Yeah, there should be a seizure warning. Well, they, they do. Uh, for to their credit, they do put that on the video. So they're like, hey, listen, we're going to be uh, throwing out strobe lights at you. So, you know, viewer beware. But uh, I was like, I'm fine. I'm good to go on this. And they started and I was like, nope, I'm going to turn away right now. And we'll minimize this by mashing my keyboard and hope it goes away until I can listen to it on Amazon instead of watching the video. Yeah. Watch with caution. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not everyone, but just beware that when they mention it, there's a reason. Mm-hmm. Is it his, okay. So other than head cave, is anything else come out that you were excited about? Uh, the ghost new album comes out in March, I believe. And I don't know anything else about the halo effect. I don't know when their next album is coming out. Um, they do have, like I said, the two singles that are out. It's supposed to be early 2022. So that could be anywhere until from now until July. But I think it's March 11th-ish, March teens uh, for the new Ghost album. So I'm really okay. excited about that. You know, I don't know much about Ghost and I've listened to maybe one or two songs. I, like what got you into them? Uh, I think Square Hammer was the first one that I really paid attention to from the pinnacle to the pit was another song that I really liked. And um, they're, they're catchy is really what I can say. There are some of their songs. Yeah. I will absolutely skip because I'm like, "Mm, this is just, is not my jive. They're eclectic. So they run the gamut between like fucking seventies go-go songs. Why the fuck not to uh, I don't know, mid early to mid seventies Sabbath sounding mm-hmm. to some, like you could absolutely hear it. The disco influence in them because Tobias forge, like he loves all that kind of eclectic shit, but he wraps it up in a specific like showmanship bow and everything is simple. Everything is incredibly catchy. And even like, if you don't like the song initially, listen to it a couple of times and it like it becomes an earworm where you're like oh shit that that's actually really catching you kind of like find yourself tapping along to the beats and stuff it's by no means like progressive gent metal or anything Mm -hmm. there's no complication to it it's just well composed and catchy so the entire last album from beginning to end i will listen to on repeat without skipping a single thing so that was like the first full album I had heard from them, like in real time. All their previous stuff had been out by a couple of years before I caught it. So I'm on with like their latest incarnation of everything. Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah, I've not really gotten into them. And I w- I'm not even going to say I really tried either because I haven't. But I don't know. I've just never, nothing has ever drawn me into like, oh, yeah, you know what? I want to listen to that. And that, I guess... I need to do that. I need to well, just try to listen. It, it is, it can be hard to pin them down. That might be the bad thing about the marketing on it. Like they have that whole showmanship thing where they do the masks and anonymous uh, musicians better than Slipknot ever did, but they don't have a specific style of music where you can't just say like, Hey, they're new metal or they're Scandinavian death metal or they're pop yeah. metal. Like, they have such a weird like array of influence, I guess, where there are some songs on the same album that sound wildly different, 
they're under like the rock category, but rock category encompasses so much. You can't really get a good uh, expectation of what you're listening to when you pick a random rock album on Spotify. Well, again, I will try to listen to them at some point because I just have not. Speaking of things, today is our 66th episode. So happy Mario Lemieux episode. Nifty. And um, it is 66, right? Yeah, I had it right. Yes, I did. Okay. So I wanted to say, do you have a favorite Mario moment? Uh, yeah, I, I would say very likely one of two. One of two. So it was, we'll throw the choice out here. My, I think my absolute favorite is when he, the, the day of his last like chemotherapy appointment, when he was in fucking Philadelphia of all places, he flew over there and was late for the game, like late for well the preparation for it, but made it be right before the game started. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he comes out on the ice and there's always been the rivalry. And this was probably right around the heyday of the Pittsburgh Philadelphia rivalry. And like the entire, he stands up, they, they know that like this dude just came off of just months of absolutely crippling chemotherapy. And he comes out and he's like, well, he's back, he's playing. And like the crowd and fucking Philadelphia of all places gives him like a big standing ovation. And I was like, shit, you like people that hate this man, hate when he's out on the ice because he fucking owns them. They were up there like cheering and clapping for him. So I was like, okay, that's big. Like that is a cultural moment that you want to be present for or experience because fuck man, that doesn't happen all the time where somebody with such like a rivalry hatred gets a standing ovation in the rival's town. So that one was like, oh, holy shit. He transcends the game. The second one, I think would be like just how happy he was when Crosby scored his first goal. They're not even like him on the ice doing something crazy because you could look at YouTube and see like top 50 Mario Lemieux plays of all time. And if Mm -hmm. you can see through like the grainy, shitty webcam video that they apparently translated the camera view through because it's (laughs) fucking terrible. Like there are thousands of moments where Mario Lemieux just bulldozes players or just amazes the crowd with some kind of stupendous maneuver and scores. Those are a dime a dozen, but like the off ice stuff that he was doing where that moment in Philadelphia or like seeing, it was like a proud, um, a, a proud dad moment where he sees Sidney Crosby on his first fucking shift going down and bam goal. He Crosby's all happy. They pan over to Mario Lemieux who's just like, yep, that's my boy. And I was like that, like just that moment where he was passing the torch almost mm-hmm. like, this is little me. This is mini me. And passing that torch over to him. I was like, those I think would be my favorite two Mario moments. Yeah. Well, first off, back in, in the day of Mario, our eyesight was a lot better. Like 480, you know, looked fucking fantastic to us. It looked like fucking <laughs> HD. Okay. But now that we're older, if everything was still 480, we'd be all clinically blind. Like it, it just, we wouldn't be able to see anything. We're all just bumping into each other. It's just chaos. But, you know, now that we have HD and 4K and 8K and whatever, it's just like, we're so spoiled now because it's like, wow, we can still, we can still see, 
still see shit. That's a hard thing to say too. Still see shit. Say it like still five see times. Shit. Anyway, I do I do like when Mario had his last chemo, you know, like you said, got on a plane, came to fucking Philly, got like out, got off the plane, like dressed and then walked out on the ice and just I remember watching that game and just it's like I wasn't there but I could feel that energy. You, you know, it's like it, it was weird because like it is Philly and we are bred to hate that city, that team, that color, that logo, like everything about it. But for that moment, it's like there wasn't, you know, black and gold and black and, and orange. It was just humanity. And it's just like this guy is fucking a beast. He's amazing. Like he you know how talented, talented he is and how much he loves the game. His life was in danger. You know, he took time off, got healthy. And before he's even like fully recovered, he's just like, fuck it. I'm back on, you know, it's like, yeah. And, and, and still, he was still leading the league in points. Right. Like, I think at that point he was either leading or he was, he was, um, close. Or, that, yeah, like, so, Pat LaFontaine. That was the season yeah, I was, where I think Pat LaFontaine was in second. And I don't recall yeah, this this story. I don't recall if Pat LaFontaine had made up ground in mm-hmm. the the. I think he scenario. did. Okay, but I don't know if he, I don't know if he surpassed him or not. I, I don't remember offhand, but I just remember that like he still he still fucking came back and crushed it. Like it's oh, like yeah. he didn't skip a beat. Like you know, and it's just it was just amazing to see you know so many people like supportive of him even though he wasn't for that team and in that city or whatever so i i do agree that is a great moment and um one of the ones i i really like i, I mean there's so many when when he did score his first goal like when he got on you know he ran down he fucking like boom 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 fuck you guys like it's like that was electric. Like the hair like stood up, you know, on your hand, on your arms and your, your back, your neck. It's just like, you, you felt like there's a change, you know? And, and this is just, this, this is going to be like a magical ride. And I mean, he saved the city three times, you know, hockey. So good for him. And um, so that's one, uh, another one that I like, th- this is off the ice. And this is a personal one with he, when he, he had a couple of kids and like they had their son and it, it, he was born um, with some complications and he was in the hospital for a while. He was like born early, I believe. And um, it took like some months, like two, three months, whatever, maybe even longer for them to be able to take their son home. And I remember I was working at McGee Women's Hospital at that time. And that's where his child was and I, he's come through, you know, often. So I've, I've seen him before, but the day that they took their son home, I gave them their car. Like I, I, it was valet. So I valeted their car. So I brought it to them, you know, and I know it doesn't mean much to him or anything, but it was just cool to like be there for that moment. It's such a private moment, you know, but like, obviously it meant a lot to him bringing him home and everything. So I don't know, that was just kind of cool for me. Um, but also, I mean, how can you not go wrong with, you know, five goals, five different ways. 
I mean, when you think about all of his, his accomplishments, that in itself, it's like, we'll never see that again. Like the way that the game is now, I don't think that we'll ever see that again. Oh yeah, the the odds to that are stacked to an astronomical degree. I mean, just getting a penalty shot, you don't get them that often. So to get that and then, you know, every other goal imaginable, mm-hmm. it's just like it, it's it's I don't see I don't see anyone touching that record in our lifetime. He he was just an amazing hockey player and human being. So, you know, happy 66 to us for us doing 66 episodes so this is our mario moment yeah um speaking of hockey there is one milestone that happened recently Sidney crosby scored 500 goals not in one game but one like game. he scored he's 502 to nothing yes <laughs> you know fuck you philly um uh, yeah, so Sidney Crosby got his 500th career goal against Philadelphia, and it was a nice goal. You know, it was against Philly, and you know we did come back from that game, and it was nice how everyone jumped up on the ice and went to congratulate him and everything. I'm glad that he got to do it at home against Philly with his fan, his um, family in the stands. You know, it was it was nice, and. Um, we have been so blessed in Pittsburgh with hockey. I mean, yeah, there were some years we had some questionable players. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but for the most part, we've had Lemieux. We've had Yager. And that's not – we've had Coffee, Francis, um, Murphy. Uh, you know, I mean, Malkin. I don't want to say a turnover, but you know, I mean, he, he has, he has proven good at times, you know, he's just inconsistent, but I, I mean, we've been so blessed even, I hate saying that word because like, I don't believe in religion and that's a stupid fucking word. Blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. We got off topic. <laughs> Do you have a favorite Crosby goal? Uh, I think it was his first shootout where he popped the bottle off the back of the net because that is always iconic. Like that's just fucking funny. Mm-hmm. Dude comes down as a rookie, his first time ever on the shootout. He comes down and just basically, I, I, I don't even recall the goaltender's name because like I'm on the spot and I did exactly zero research for this, but yes. I've seen this clip a thousand times where his jock strap is suddenly in the ceiling because Crosby maneuvers around and just pots this thing top shelf and pops the water bottle off the top of the net as just like an extra fuck you statement to win the game and i thought i I love that that goal is special yeah i don't know if i have a favorite crosby goal because i mean honestly some of the goals that he's made are just fucking insane like how many of the ones was it like two years ago? It was either two or three years ago where basically like half his goals were fucking batting them out of the air. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it just, fuck it. he just elevates his game and he, he's just so fuck, fucking good. I mean, I liked the game against the Capitals in the playoffs where him and um, Ovi had dueling hat tricks. Yeah. That was, that was a great, fucking spectacle to watch because it just i mean defense wise it wasn't but 
I mean, overall, seeing Crosby score, Ovechkin score, Crosby score, Ovechkin score, you know, it's just, man, that was like the good old days when the pens were just like, you're my bitch. You're my yeah. bitch. Now we're just like, we're your bitch. <laughs> we're your bitch. <laughs> Although now, I mean, we, we are playing decent, but the last couple weeks, I feel I, since the all-star break, I feel like we haven't been firing on all cylinders. I've, something's a little off. And when it comes to playing elite teams, um, we're not elite enough and we look kind of stupid at times. So I, I, yeah, I'd buy that argument. There does seem to be something off with their play in recent weeks. And the all-star break did end up taking the wind out of a lot of team sales because they just didn't uh, have, they, they had that time to themselves to do whatever they wanted when there wasn't makeup games, which meant that basically all of the Canadian teams were playing constantly because they had the three days for the all-star weekend and then right back into their schedule to make up the stuff that they had to postpone and cancel. Mm -hmm. So there were American teams that didn't play for two weeks. Uh, The Kings and the Panthers for 14 straight days, like didn't have a game. And then they came back and Kings had, I think they had a good game and a bad game and a good game and a bad game. So they're the Kings. And then the Panthers fucking steamrolling people. So yeah, it is. I have watched the Pens games frequently and your judgment is pretty much spot on. Like they're playing well, but they're not dominant like they were previous years. And against some of the elite teams that are in the league right now, their winning chances are pretty dim. I kind of feel that if the playoffs started today, we would be bounced in the first round again. And I think that the Penguins have some longevity within them. I think they will, at least if they started today, they would be able to survive possibly to the the second round, maybe third, depending on how the chips fall with placement. Um, but eventually, man, they're going to run into one of the Eastern juggernauts and it is a bloodbath. Like right now, there are teams still slugging it out in the East to figure out who is going to be slotted into the playoffs. And it's not a done deal. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you've got Tampa, Panthers, Boston, uh, Rangers might sneak in there. Washington's still in the mix. Like there are a bunch of teams that sure you've got Toronto and some, some of them that are like top notch in the East. There's a giant mess in the middle that are fighting for those last couple of spots. And it's really anybody's game. So the pens have to play well to knock some of those teams out. The West is like, shit, we know who those teams are. We know, we know who's going to be in the playoffs because there's such a wide gulf between the has and the has beens. So Mm -hmm. like, some of those, some of those games, you almost feel like that Simpsons meme of stop, stop. He's already dead. Please quit it because they're just that bad. But well, there's, there's yeah. always games like, uh, like last night where Montreal fucking the worst team in the league, even worse than the coyotes. If you can imagine that uh, Montreal spanked Toronto and I love seeing it. Jay, that's a shout out to you. I can't wait till the playoffs when Toronto either doesn't show up or gets bounced in the first round because that's what Toronto does. And I am so looking forward to that Steve Dangle meltdown because 
I love his videos, especially when Toronto loses games that they are expected to win, like last night's game. His his winning videos, yeah, sometimes they're good. I mean, I, I watch him religiously because I just think the guy's fucking hysterical and his rants are even better than mine. So, like, I, I aspire to be uh, as verbose and angry and entertaining as that dude is. He's been doing it for years professionally. Like that's, that's his life's work. So of course he's up on another level, but I'll watch that and I'll laugh my ass off when games like last night's happen. And he's just like, are you fucking kidding me? I don't even know what I expect. And then he just goes off on a rant for like 20 minutes and it's glorious. (laughs) I can't wait. I can't wait for that in the playoffs. Yeah. I'm excited for the playoffs to come. Do you think before we get to the playoffs, do you think the pens are going to make some blockbuster trade? Blockbuster, no. I would not be surprised to see some movement, but Kapanen. Uh, yeah, that the Kapanen experiment is over, and he has failed. He's I'm, fast. He's got blocks for hands. He can't finish, and he can't read plays. I want to support him. I want to like him. I want him to play good, and I don't feel that he just fits in with us. I'm I'm right there with you. I want to like the dude. Does he fit in with the Penguins? I think he fits in with the Penguins ideal. I don't think he fits in with the Penguins reality. And that sounds weird to say because the Penguins were built for speed. They're a small speed team, not big and bulky and not throwing bodies around. Kapanen sounds like he would be the perfect fit. And sometimes he does. And sometimes he shits the bed and then wallows in it on the ice because who the fuck knows what he's thinking. So not consistent. Yeah, and I think it's also the personnel that he's playing with. Like he just at times there's there looks like there's chemistry, but then a lot of times it looks like it's just fucking mess. So I want him to be to be well and and play, you know, a great, you know, a game, you know, have a good career. I just unfortunately don't think that he's going to be here much longer. And um I don't know what we're going to do or who we're going to get, but I also kind of feel that we need a backup goalie, someone that can actually make saves. (laughs) I I like DeSmith. I I, I like him just for the fact that he plays disc golf. And, you know, in probably two years, he's going to be just a pro disc golfer. And that's okay. (laughs) Um, But he's, he's not going to steal games. Jari has played great, but... I think that he plays better as like a tandem goalie rather than just being the main guy. Like if we had another guy that just split it with him and I know this isn't going to happen, but say like we got flurry. Okay. Him and flurry switching back and forth. I think, yeah, we have a chance to go to the playoffs, go through the playoffs and make the, make the finals. But without another goalie, I don't think that we're going far. Cause I don't like if, if Jari shits the bed, what are we going to do? Yeah, and I it, feel that he's going to shit the bed. A competent backup would fit well in, like you said, that tandem system where you ride the hot hand. Somebody is doing really, really well. You keep them until they do not so well. And then you switch them with the next person, especially in the playoffs. You can do that. Jari was uh, responsible for too many games and too many minutes last season by the time he got to the playoffs. And I don't think the stamina and conditioning was there quite yet to allow him to really shine. 
which showed because he was fucking terrible in the playoffs last year. I'm hoping that that has improved this year, but the situation with him being ridden so hard for the last stretch of games going up there, what happens if it's the same thing? What Mm -hmm. happens if he plays too many games because the backup isn't reliable enough to, like you said, steal those games or provide that relief and take a stretch of games that really, they matter as far as getting into the playoffs and placement within the playoffs, but you don't want to have your starter in there because then he's going to be dead by the time the playoffs actually begin when shit really matters. That 1A, 1B tandem really comes in handy there where you can split the difference 60, 40, 70, 30, whatever that might be. If you do not, as a coach, have the confidence in your backup goalie to manage that workload up there, yeah, like you said, they're they're not going far because once that hot hand cools off, then who do you go to if your next one up doesn't have that hot hand? So yeah, yeah, who who is on the block? Who can they pick up? I don't know the the goalie market, especially on trade deadline days rarely ever substantial there are some but usually those trades are made well in advance or in the off season a blockbuster trade for a good efficient backup for the playoffs i don't see it happening no i don't either which which sucks because i feel that as a regular season team we're great you know we have ups and downs just like every other team but we are constantly within the top four five of the the division so it's just like okay you know we we should we should make it to the playoffs but when we get to the playoffs it's just like we're not set up to go far into the playoffs and i'm not saying that uh, like we have a good core like with crosby and malcolm but they're also old and you know i mean gensel's great rust is fucking been a beast but it's just like the goaltending in the defense has just not in the secondary scoring hasn't been there in the playoffs. So that's why I feel that like in this regular season, we don't, we don't feel concerned in the regular season all that much, but when you get to the playoffs, it's just like, we've had how many first round outs mm-hmm. consecutively too, too many and, actually, you know? So, so that's why I'm saying is like, I really hope that they address some of these things, but I don't necessarily think that they're going to before this year is over, the season's over. So I want them to win. I always want them to win, but I feel that it's just going to be disappointment again this year. I don't think that Hextall is specifically of the temperament to make those big trades. So he might be sitting this one out, seeing where it goes and being satisfied with draft picks. And again, sitting Stan Pat and not spending the way they have in the past where Rutherford was like, go, go now, now first round picks are irrelevant. Get them all out the door because we need players on the ice to fuel our cup runs. And we saw some success with that where the Penguins cup run teams were incredibly deep. They had a good goalie tandem where ride the hot hand, put somebody in there that was reliable, that could steal a game and then switch them if necessary. But that depth was four rolling lines mm-hmm. and a good defensive core. Well, that doesn't last. There, no. there, there's attrition. There are people that are on expiring contracts that get fucking paid after that, like Benino did. I mean, 
I'm not faulting the guy at all. He hasn't had much uh, success outside of this, but he was incredible during that run. And then people were going to throw boatloads of money at him. And I'm not going to blame him for that, dude. Absolutely. Go and you earned that. You've already got your name on the cup a couple mm-hmm. of times. Enjoy it. Like save up hookers and blow for everybody, dude. Go. But that shit happens. Like there's attrition to those. You have a core that you try to build around that core then ages. Sometimes you can keep it up. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes like Edmonton, you don't even bother to build around the, that single line or that core of people. You just like, hey, uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl are the team. Everybody else, who the fuck cares? Get the peanut vendor in there. They'll be able to bounce uh, pucks off his head into the uh, into the goal. And yeah, we'll, again, not make the playoffs or flame out in the first round. And that was our annoy Michelle and Neil segment. <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of other winter sports, Winter Olympic Olympics is over. Oh, okay. Right? I, I think it's over. Did I thought it, like, it was over. Did it just end like a half hour ago? Or how long were they on? I don't know. Um, or maybe that's they my, are not. I don't know. That's my well, joke I mean, by saying I didn't pay attention to them at all. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like, well, I mean, like I didn't honestly, I mean, by the time this airs, they're going to be over. Because like, yeah. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be. So, so. I don't know who won what I know Sean white lost and that was his last hurrah. So, I mean, that's sad, but you know, whatever, but one of an, an interesting story that came out of the winter Olympics is the Finnish skier, Remy Lindhold, who is 24 years old, suffered a frozen penis. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. Um, like, like- what, what did he do? Did he like stick it to a frozen light pole or something and couldn't like, okay. So he, he's a skier. Okay, cool. Do, do they not wear clothes while they're skiing? Is it not like aerodynamic enough? Does it, is it like a wind sock where it tells him where he's pointed? Why was he exposed to the elements? Okay. So I know that the temperature dropped drastically and the, and the weather got bad. So they did change some of the events to where okay it wasn't as long because i mean exposure in this temperature and the weather it's just not good and yeah they're basically wearing a fucking a bodysuit that it doesn't look like it gives much protection in weather you know it's just like it's your body it's thin and it's like keeping your you know your body heat in and that's that's all it's doing it's not really like keeping you really warm and uh, yeah, uh, he froze his penis. It was fifty. It was men's fifty uh, k mass start cross country. Dude, fifty uh, cl- fifty k. Holy shit! Well, okay, now that makes a little bit more sense. Like, yeah, you're out in the elements cross country skiing. Like, I was I was expecting like downhill or something. Like, dude was out there for forty five seconds or something. No. A 50k cross country. Okay, that is more understandable. And it makes me wonder how many of these folks succumbed and then were eaten by other contestants because that's like an invitation for cannibalism. Like you're out Mm -hmm. in the wild. There are multiple incidents of this happening in history where people are traveling through the country and suddenly a snowburst hits and they eat their traveling companions. Yeah, because what else are you going to do? Well, if you've got skis on and you're sitting there in like a unitard, of course, I'm going to eat my my competitors, because if I eat them, then they can't finish. 
and maybe i can use their skin i don't know to keep my penis from freezing who knows (laughs) so the race lasted nearly one hour and 16 minutes in 1.4 degrees fahrenheit temperatures with 40 mile per hour winds which made it feel like minus 26 degrees that'll freeze your dick off so basically when he started to warm up after the race the one thing that wasn't warming up was the one thing that's just like damn dude (laughs) you know i mean first off okay why wouldn't you put it in one of the most warmest wettest places (laughs) just saying um you know I mean, if he, he was he was in this race, I don't I don't know if he won. Did he win? Um, no, no, he didn't win. He has a frozen penis. It doesn't matter if he won the race. He didn't win. You lost at life. My condolences, because at that point, that was his last race ever. Well, what, as a man? <laughs> sure. Yeah, that's gone. What's the point? What's the point like, in living if it is gone? It's like he got the gold. And the bronze, but the bronze is his penis because <laughs> yeah. it froze and he got a bronze. So they bronze didn't put it on a crown so he could wear it on his head. Yes. He's, uh, he's literally a dickhead now. <laughs> uh, we're terrible for making fun of this tragedy, but goddamn, it's funny. No, I mean, look, it's, it's an unfortunate situation and I don't wish anybody to freeze their penis or genitalia off. It's just that sucks. And I feel really bad. So I hope that, you know, he and his penis have a full recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like dip that stuff in a sauna, brother. Warm, warm that up because go, going through life without that. Mm. Yeah. I hope he gets better. That's all. You know. So speaking of other winter events, the 2022 Ice Bowl is now over and there was... 223 people who came out for that. So um, that was a lot of fucking people. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, oh, sure. And, um, <laughs> we uh, raised $6,659.54 for all of the 223 people who uh, came out to play and donated their time and, you know, even, you know, paying for more tickets to, you know, donate more money. It was great. Thank you, everybody. Congrats to all the winners. I was not one of them, but, you know, Jay did win a disc. So nice. go Jay, you know. What did he choose? Yeah. No, um, they, they, it was basically, they raffle. So basically you get tickets entered to win any of these raffle prizes. Mm, so, okay. so Jay entered. So he got tickets for that. And then he, I, you, I maybe gave like 20 bucks or something and bought more tickets to like give to, towards the food bank. So he had more chances to win. So he won one off of one of those tickets. Um, I can't remember the disc he, he got, but it was a really sick looking disc. It's a MVP Axum, but yeah, so congrats to him. And uh, it was, it was fun. Uh, the first couple holes when we played was, was windy and icy, but Hey, it it's fine. That's what um, happens in Pittsburgh winters. Yeah. But, you know, since then, I've played like, I think like seven or eight rounds. <laughs> it was like I, I've I've played like multiple fucking rounds at Shenley like last couple of days because it's just been it's, it's been beautiful out. So uh, but we do have an update. 
Drum roll, please. All right. So, Ace Watch 2022. After my round for the Ice Bowl, I decided to go out Wednesday or Tuesday. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. And I ended up playing somebody uh, playing with two people uh, so they can complete their ice bowl. They didn't have enough people. So you need at least three. So I jumped on their card to officiate to make sure they're not cheaters. So they didn't. And it was funny because it was Randy. Sure. And Andy Moog. <laughs> so it was Randy, Andy and Andy. <laughs> my name's Randy. This is my brother, Andy, my other brother, Andy, my other brother, Andy. <laughs> We went and played the first couple holes. I didn't play all that well, uh, but I started picking it up and then we got to hole seven and it's uphill and it's in the short a position. So it's like up the hill to the right. And there's like, you know, trees on the right. So you have to go around trees to get it. And I eyed it up and I just fucking threw it. My less beefy pink firebird. And I had this perfect snap and it was just a fucking perfect straight up to the basket and then just right down into it and it just sat and laid there and i'm like yeah and i was like did i get it so like waited till the other guys you know threw and then ran up and it was still in the basket and i'm like fuck yeah so hole number seven shenley pink uh firebird with the forehand and it was ace number one nice. of 2022 so and it's funny because last year at the ice bowl, I had an ace on hole 14 at Shenley during my ice bowl round. So it was nice that it was a couple days later from when I got it last year and I got another one. So I officially started ace watch 2022 for myself. And I know Nate is really trying to take the title off of me. So he's yeah, it's on you know, now. I, yeah. I said, I gave you a head start. <laughs> Not very, my problem. very, very sporting of you, gentlemen. Yes. So that was good. And thank you, Mark Prestopanik. I hope I said your name right, because like I just call him Presto or Mark. Um, he was the one running it. And uh, thank you for all your hard work and dedication for doing that for uh, the Pittsburgh disc golf community, because it's a great event. Now, there's one other thing that I really wanted to mention today. And because I was recently looking for it and I was going fucking crazy on, I think it was Sunday night, literally going fucking crazy. Like uh, what the fuck is wrong? I can't fucking think what I, I can't fucking think what it is. So I'm trying to watch community and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I want to watch the D and D episode. So I'm, I'm like, it's in season two. And I thought it was episode 14. I'm looking. It's not episode 14. I go through season one. I go through season two. I said, I know it's not in three season three, four or five or six, but I'm going to look anyway. Cause who knows? Netflix is weird. Look through it all. Couldn't find it. I Google it. The D and D episode, which is episode two or episode season two, um, episode 14 is no longer on any streaming services. Yep. Why is that? Because of the, because, blackness because of blackface okay but first off he wasn't blackface he was an elf he was a dark elf he yeah he was he was a drow and drow, a drow demand respect on the global scale 
And we won't be having somebody like him pretending to be their noble race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it that was happened last year or the year before when they pulled everything. Like there was a big screaming hubbub about racial insensitivity, and because Netflix and Hulu, their shareholders call all the shots, they were like, oh, "Let's let's do the appeasement thing and go overboard and pull all of these things." So this is the perfect example of why you and your philosophy of owning the physical disc is much better than having the digital version because at any given time, people in charge can say, hey, you know that money that you gave us for these things? Uh, You're not getting them anymore ever Mm -hmm. again because we think with no brains and are stupid, but we have your money anyway. Whereas when you have the disc, like I do and like you do, I can be like, "Uh, no, fuck you. I'm watching this because it is a great episode. Yeah. And it sucks because it's it's one of the best episodes. It is so funny. It was so well done. And I just was really like, we've really come down to this where, you know, they're canceling everything. It's the internet. If we didn't have the internet, no, nothing would be canceled. Nothing, nothing. But because oh, we have the internet yeah, and everyone wants to bitch about every little fucking thing. Okay. Like I've, I love community. I've watched that episode and all their episodes. I mean, I've watched that series probably like 10, 15 times through because it's just so good. It wasn't intentionally to like piss people off. I mean, there was a joke behind it and I get it. Like no one should do that, whatever, but you know, it just, yeah, it was, it was accurate cosplay. And, and, and that's it. And it's just because of that, then we no longer have this gem of an episode I do because I watch on Well, oh, oh, I do too. You know, but like, but we can't like be lazy about it and stream it. You know, because we none of us want to get up. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna get up and go put the disc into my Xbox and then go through their shitty UI to figure mm, out play. mm. (laughs) Oh no, I'm absolutely right there with you. It's like, uh, oh, I'll fucking ramp this up. Let's go officially. This is the modern day book burning. Fuck you and fuck your censorship. Yeah, so it it made me really sad that 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 was uh, removed from the services because it's such a gem. It's so fucking well done, and they just pluck it away like like it's nothing. It's just I don't like being treated like that. We can make our own decisions. That bread and circuses, brother. Yeah, well, <laughs> fuck, it sucks. But yeah, that would be all that I had for today. Did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? Not a single thing, aside from that was an action-packed episode 66 of the internet. 